0: This is cliffcentral.com Welcome everybody How are you on this Thursday? It's July, we're in South Africa. It's cold but it's amazing. Uh, as you know my name is Lerato Shabalala and this is Living It Up With Me on cliffcentral.com Remember you can download this week's podcast on cliffcentral.com as well as last week and the week before Also I'd like to remind you family that Living It Up With Me Lerato Shabalala is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. Is there a way to dress up your windows the way you dress uh, yourself, by the way, to see what me and my guests are wearing today, go to our Facebook page to see how we dress ourselves. But of course, there is a better way to dress your windows the way you dress yourself with the variety and styles and functions of blinds and shutters. Keep your home trendy this season and out of the season from shutter guard, aluminum security shutters for maximum security to blinds made to set every every type of mood. Speaking of mood... It's July, so many of you, we know it's cold, uh, are out there getting intimate making babies. <laughs> Some of you, some of you are expecting babies. So for the first time in a year of doing this podcast, we wanted to talk particularly children's spaces. And I'm so excited about my first guest. I have two guests today. Our second guest will be joining us a little bit later. I'm sitting with a lady who's so pretty. It's like, it's, uh, I actually don't even know what to, what to, what to say to you. Shantel Yanko, welcome, welcome to uh, Living It Up with Me. Lila How are you? I'm
1: good. Thanks. Thank you, Lerato. It's such an honor it's to lovely. be on this. It's podcast. lovely to
0: hear. It's so <laughs> lovely to have you here. Now, just in case you're wondering why Chantal's so amazing, okay? She's got an interior company called Yonke Interiors and why I'm so fascinated in you. So I'm one of those people. I believe in nature. I'm one of those people. I, I love the outdoors. People who follow me will know I go yeah. to the bush a lot. Awesome. I respect animals. I re- I love the. I think we're all connected as as human beings and species and and mammals. And so taking care of our environment is is a crucial part of mm. what we do. Um, and how we are as human beings. I also love watching Sir David Attenborough, who's a huge awesome. nature, yes. uh, naturist and a nature advocate. So when I saw that you have built <laughs> five-star and four-star green-rated homes in South Africa, I was like, this is the woman to speak to. Because... Globally, a lot of people obviously are very serious about nature conservation and building ecologically friendly spaces and, and, uh, houses. But in South Africa, it hasn't picked up as much as we would like it to pick yeah. up. What inspired you to, to be very conscious in your building of, I know you, you did one property that's, uh, five stone. I think you did two. That are four star rated. What made you go? This is the route that I want to take. I mean, your interiors are absolutely beautiful, but like, what made you go that route? That that said, you know what? I want to build ecologically sound buildings.
1: Okay, so I think it's first of all, it's uh, the privilege of being connected with the right people, Mm. with the same vision. Mm. You can only go, um, you know, to that level of. Extraordinary designs and unique and um, ecological friendly designs. If you have people that are taking hands with you mm. and I was privileged and honored to really um, connect with these. This is specifically a, a corporate, mm-hmm. um, a financial institution, which is living up to their vision as a company. Um, and they are not just saying, Saying things of where we want to take, mm. um, our people and our communities that are living it out. So it's backed by the integrity of nice. what, um, you know, what, what they, they are preaching. For. Yes. Yeah. And standing for. Yeah. So I can say that that's where it all started. Um, mm.
0: and where do you start when you're building a green, green building or
1: y- ecologically
0: signed building? Where do you start?
1: Well, I always say, You start with the end in mind.
0: Ah, so how do you want the space to look like in the end? what impact
1: do you want? And I'm really a firm believer of being a movement starter. Mm. You know, you need to start this thing in order to have impact. It's like a vehicle.
0: Yes. You
1: know? Yes. When you stand still, it cannot, when it hits a brick wall, you know, when you push it it's not going to make a dent in the mm. world but when there is movement mm. then it's really so impactful um mm. and um yeah so it's like really starting with you know what are we going to achieve if it's sort of like working on designs that's based on biomimicry mm. it's really something where you say okay so nature's going to inspire you yes so what what is what is going what's um what's really working out there because sometimes we want to fix things but we need to work on the things that's already working exactly well, exactly being a well-oiled machine means exactly. the, the machine is working but you just need to add some oil
0: so now Shinta, for people who don't understand what is biomimicry what does that mean
1: it's really the the uh, study of nature and bringing it into your design so mm. uh, like if you look at bees how they operate you know they do a waggle dance Mm. um to indicate to each other uh where the the food source Mm. uh, is coming from so it's like things that you work into your designs that's that's been inspired, and that that nature is already doing. And and also, I mean,
0: what, what what could be a bigger inspiration other than nature? Because it's around us. You know oh, what I absolutely. mean. We need trees for oxygen absolutely. to live. We need water for sustenance and hydration. Absolutely. You know. So it's and and obviously the soil to to just enjoy Cultivate. and nourish us. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that makes total
1: sense. So now, tell me where your uh business started. How how did it all start for you? Okay, so it all started with a great opportunity with this corporate. Mm. I was managing really uh, a strategic portfolio for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then, um, there's there's actually a great book called uh, Rework. Okay. And, um, it's by Jason Friedman and Hans Heinemeyer. And they are the owners of 37 Signals. Okay. And, um, so they started a, a byproduct. Mm. Um, and it's really this book, and uh, so what I'm trying to say is they said something profound that changed my life. From there, from that journey where I was managing that portfolio. What did you say what the other book was called again? Rework. Rework. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and um, so they said, "Scratch your own itch." This is like one of the the key points is that they are giving. Um, it is really a nugget of <laughs> Scratch wisdom. Scratch
0: your own itch.
1: Mm. And so I was, uh, being a designer of the strategic portfolio. It's time is of the essence. Mm. We're designing for the future. Who knows what the future looks like. Mm. Okay. So now, um, I realized as a designer, I needed scaffolding mm. <laughs> and the scaffolding was my resources. So, I started a platform called uh, Decor Resources South Africa. Okay. It was a, really a free platform for my stockers and contractors to showcase their portfolios, but the main aim was to connect with more resources um, and then really becoming a A specialist helping other designers. It's Mm -hmm. like the philosophy of a designer hiring a designer because sometimes we get stuck.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think collaboration, what I've found is that collaboration is everything. You know, myself as a, as a writer, I'm now, um, headed into a script writing phase and I realize it's important to work with other uh, writers so that they can actually sure. help me cultivate, uh, the talent oh, yes. and everything a little bit more. So I get it's exactly amazing. what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I, I think I couldn't like emphasize it any more than what you, you know, it's, um, amazing that if you think you can really get to the other side alone, mm. you're going to be a loner mm. and you're not going to achieve much.
0: Exactly. It's
1: like the, uh, Taylor blinds. That's making things happen. Exactly. And they've been making them happen for 60 years. Can you know? you see yep. how they reinforce yep. what you're busy building? Exactly. So it's so crucial. Yeah. They are such a valuable asset. Yeah. And completely. they really make it um, easy for us as designers to ch- achieve these.
0: Because that's what I was going to say to you. I mean, when you're designing a space, where do you, you know, especially like… A window, you know, I always think like windows are one of those important things. But before we get there, tell me about spaces. Where do you start when you are putting together interiors? Cause when I was looking, by the way, you can go to www.yonkeinteriors.co.za or, uh, uh, go to their Twitter page is at yonke. By the way, it's J-O-N-K-E interiors. So it's like yonker without the R. Okay, are you, are you with me? So it's Yonke, sounds international. It it also sounds like Yonke in Zulu, which means everything. And Chantal, you said you didn't know that that's
1: what it means. (laughs) This is, this is one of those milestones in my life that I'm just going to put it on my timeline and celebrate (laughs) it. I'm having cake today.
0: (laughs) So I said, oh, uh, Chantal, do you know in Zulu? And you said in so beautiful, please repeat what you said to the people.
1: Um I say to Lerato umushle namshlange. <laughs> so I said, Oh yeah, bonga
0: shantel <laughs> <laughs> So where do you start when you're designing a person's uh space? And and when I say a person it could be a corporate or it could be a resident a res- residential uh thing. But well, where do you start with a client? How do you lead them? Because I'm sure you've got um People that you work with, as you said, you've got other designers and you've got uh, manufacturers that you deal with, but your business also makes furniture. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So where do you start when you're designing a space? For well, somebody? it's,
1: it's all about listening well to mm. the brief. Mm. Uh, your brief is everything. Mm. And uh, there's so many facets. It's like your brief, I always see it as a diamond. It's mm. multifaceted. Mm. There's so many different sides. And sometimes you don't realize, even the client themselves, they've got a vision, but they don't always know necessarily how to express exactly, their Exactly, exactly. So my role as a designer, and that's where your expertise comes in, you need to help discover Mm. that little treasure that Mm. they are, you know, that they are trying to express Mm. and trying to get to. So um, it really comes with a lot of different angles where you need to, like, for instance, to make it more practical, um, it would be, you know in terms of uh, colour psychology. Mm. What's your favourite colours? Um, what's your favourite design style? And some people don't know necessarily what a design style is. Yeah, and you know, in fact, when we started the, the
0: our first episode uh, with uh, Taylor Blinds and shutters, we spoke to Johann Slayer from Architects & Co. And one of the things why I wanted to start the show, I wanted him to help people understand how they figure out what their style is, their yeah. design style is. Yes. Just as the, you know, just initially because I think yes. people are like, "Oh, you know, I like this kind of stuff, and I, but i don't know what this style is called yes. and and I think it's just important for people to know you do have a particular style that you like, even though you may yes. not know what it's called
1: yes and and that's why, um as a designer, you've got so many tools we've got we live in a an absolute amazing period in our lives where we've got so many platforms Mm. we've got pinterest we've got twitter we've got facebook exactly so there's there's so many ways that you can streamline things Mm. and say okay well so maybe you don't know what it's called but look at these pictures and tell us what resonate with you Mm. what is speaking to you Mm. what is helping you to like get excited and see oh this is exactly what what I want to achieve. Yeah, exactly. And then it's really making it. I always call it the common thread. Okay. You always pull a p- common thread of your your life story, your family, um, your business, your values that you want to pull through the design. That's where we can we just connecting the dots. Yes.
0: You know? Yes. It's yes.
1: Like, you know they've got the dots, but we as designers we just connect. Yeah, so that it's a cohesive space.
0: Yes. How would you describe your design style as uh, young interiorist? How would you say this is our signature? You know, whether in terms of uh, textures or colors or or the aesthetic itself.
1: I would say uh, the uh, the layering, mm. the way that I layer my projects. Um, I don't like to be. I like to have the liberty. Mm. Of you know, just the freedom of designing mm. and putting things together, but it's textures. I, I'm not afraid. Mm. I'm not afraid of trying things. Be whimsical sometimes. I be... think
0: whimsical is so important cuz life is practical all the time exactly. and to have a little bit of fantasy. Yes. A little bit of fantasy uh, makes life worth living.
1: Absolutely. Okay? We need to become once again more like children. Yes. We need to be little kids playing around. Most of the, the most amazing discoveries I was done whilst people were playing mm, like kids, yeah. like the Newt- Newton that discovered the force of gravity yes, by yes. playing and looking at an um, at an apple tree.
0: Yeah, and also you know I often use uh, Newton's third law of motion as one of the most important laws ever, which is for yes. every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, yes. which is also known as karma. Yeah, and I mean so it, you use you use nature, something as simple as you say, as you know Newton was playing to then.
1: Yes, to discover something. Yeah, amazing. exactly,
0: exactly. And show you, um, real life. Yes. Now, I know you're married. I don't have any
1: ki- children. Do you have children? No, not yet. Okay. So, so I'm like, when you, you, with your intro, I was like ready to go <laughs> home and, <laughs> and make take a day enough, off. Man. It's so cold. <laughs> I know it is cold. <laughs> so
0: t- today we're talking children's spaces. Now, before we get to children's spaces, um, when you are One, you then become, when you are one, then you become two in a marriage, right? You are obviously merging two styles. And then you're going to add a baby on that. What is one of the first tips as a designer that you would give a couple when approaching a space? Because let's say neither of you have had children. Yes. And this is the first time both of you are having a child and you're choosing a a space. Because today's show, by the way, is about just the Evolution taking a, a, a kid's space and allowing it to evolve from a time a, a kid is um uh, for a kid nursery. is yeah exactly a nursery to, toddler. to to toddler. What are one of the first things you're going to um what what would wh- you say to people? Think about this first. And in a, a little bit after the break, uh, I'm I'm going to get a, a guest who actually makes uh children's furniture in children's room to join us in 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 this uh discussion. Looking. Forward to Jackie Frost joining us, but what, what, Chantal, what are the first things you would say, whether it's one tip or three tips, you guys are about to have a kid? Think about this in terms in terms of the space.
1: Well, I always say that um, you know you need to, especially with we need to be um, to monetize mm. um, our design and our approach because the thing is um, we are not everyone's got just money laying around so that they can just with every phase of their child's life, they can just transform. Yeah. And that's
0: the truth. And I'm glad you said that. Yeah.
1: Yes. And even if you have that, I think more people out there need help Mm. in terms of, you know, where you can make a difference. So, um, I always say that they need to look at elements that are timeless. Okay. So timeless elements. And, um, and within that, I always touch on curiosity, I always like to ensure that a child's space, whether from a nursery to a toddler's um, that face, if you can trigger that imagination. Yes. Um there's there's actually a psychiatrist, um, his name is Edward Hallowell. Okay. And he studies brain activities um, whilst kids are, are playing. Um and um it's really showing how the executive function of the brain is mm. being stimulated. And that is by the environment the kid is yes, in. Yes. Oh so God. I always make sure that I trigger imagination. I trigger that curiosity. I trigger that playfulness so that your child can develop that executive function of becoming a great leader, becoming a great uh parent one day mm. um so it's and and these executive functions are things like cuz that's um, what I was going to ask next how do you if in, in practical terms what
0: would an an element that uh conjures up curiosity or imagination what would that look like i mean is it uh so i have this fantasy that when i do eventually have uh, uh a child or children of having a planetarium i love the stars yes. And I love the idea of having a ceiling that looks like uh, uh, a sky oh, at night yeah. Oh, yeah. with stars when they sleep so that they feel yeah. like, you know. So it, I, is that the kind of thing you're you're talking about in terms of your imagination
1: or are you talking yes. more practical yes. things? Yes, okay. yes. And, and elements of where they can discover if you, for instance, have a furniture designed um um, I'm just making it now a little bit more practical. Yep. If they've got a Ferrari in the room, um, you need to be able to take off the wheel. Because ah. remember, the executive function is the things that teaches you life skills. Yes. It teaches you how to plan, how to prioritize, um, how to anticipate. Um, so it's those kind of triggers. So essentially what you're saying is that a, a
0: children's space is not only about, oh, they must, uh you know, feel stimulated, but it's also about them feeling like they're prepared for, for life, that it's, yes. a, it's, it's a space that allows them to, to grow a little. Hey? Yes,
1: absolutely, because we need to remember that when they are in nursery, Uh, That phase, we already need to prepare them for that transitioning over to the toddler phase. And then once again from a toddler phase to becoming a teenager and so on. So we always need to prepare our children to how to transform and how to be prepared. Yeah. you know how to align expectations about life so when you, when you talk about life skills
0: you do mean also things like your the toys that you pick around yes. the yes. the room
1: and also like for instance um with uh, i'm a firm believer of you know movements you need to start a movement wherever mm. you are you have to make an impact and your child um in his space or in her space they need to learn how to become givers. Exactly. Exactly. So they've got a million toys, but there should be a little box that exactly. that's marked that says, "When I'm ready, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this toy in that box because someone else needs it." Mm. And you need to teach, as parents, you need to become, uh, you you need to actually play two roles. Yes. You are a coach. Any any athlete, mm. uh, they've got a coach. You know so even if you are great you still need a coach. Yes. And yes. you need to be a comforter. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So
1: um you know you need to teach your your child in that space and that's why I don't take it for granted when um uh, when you design or when you implement something in terms of like a a, a room for a toddler. Yes. It's a uh, it's really the foundation, psychological foundations that you are ly- lying down for your children. Mm. You
0: know? Yeah. And I
1: think, and I think that that's important because that's why this show is not
0: just about furniture and making sure that the furniture is nice and beautiful, but it's also about making sure that the child is ready for anything. I'm still talking to, uh, Chantal Yonke from Yonke Interiors. Remember, you can follow them at J-O-N-K-E Interiors on Twitter and it's, uh, www.yonkeinteriors.com. Uh, uh, for to see they work uh, remember that living it up with me that i just is brought to you by teleblinds and shutters are your windows and doorways crying out for some much needed attention well, you better pay your windows some attention because that's the first thing that people see okay teleblinds and shutters are the stylish solution to give them a breath of fresh air trusted innovative quality and style Yes, Taylor oh, Blinds yeah. and Shutters. Uh, we are going to be talking shortly to Dream Furniture's, uh, Jackie Frost. They make children's furniture, children's, uh, rooms. It's going to be a, a lovely, fantastic conversation continued with, uh, Chantelle. Remember, go to, uh, for more tips, go to, um, and search, uh, hashtag Taylor Blinds, Taylor Shutters taylor tips as well as taylor style on instagram is at taylor shutters i'm very very excited to um be chatting to jackie Frost from dream furniture how are you jackie very well lorato thank you good it's, it's nice to have you here thank you I for having me i won't even rip you about the fact that you <laughs> you thought you were meant to at another time oh wait i think i just did it <laughs> uh, thanks lorato <laughs> I just want to see you turn red. (laughs) (laughs) So Dream Furniture is incredibly amazing. You guys started this company in 2000. Correct. And now it's been 18 years. Can you believe it or does it feel like a little bit of a blur that you've been creating these spaces and this business for this long?
2: It does seem like it's been a rewarding, challenging, challenging, lovely developing changing a yes. lot of things. So
0: what made you decide to go with uh children's spaces? Why why was that a
2: a thing for you? Did you just had had you had your first child? I what? actually had my second child. Okay. And my sister and I were due on the same day. Okay. And we both oh, came from that's corporate sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we decided we needed to do a, a room for each of our babas. Okay. And that's when we discovered there really wasn't
0: much available. And there really isn't. And I think that was part of the reason why I wanted to do this show today is I think that people, you know, you watch celebrities and they've got these beautiful kiddies homes. Uh, I mean, spaces and you're like, how do I do the same? For my child, how do I create a beautiful space for my And there's usually not that many places to
2: go to. Exactly. And, and certainly not somewhere where you can get everything
0: under one roof. Yes, exactly. you got to go to 500 different places to get one thing. Yeah. Correct.
2: Yeah. So, first of all,
0: you said you and your sister were in corporate South Africa. Were you doing furniture at all? Were you doing something No, completely I was in actually? banking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see why.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love the banks, just saying. Um, so was it just a project that became a business or when, when you guys started doing your, your children's rooms, did you realize, oh, we could turn this into something?
2: Exactly. Okay.
0: So where do you start? So now, like, what happens?
2: Well, it was a case of sourcing the right suppliers that were supplying the product that we would want. Yeah. You know, you want something that you're going to pass on that you can stand by, mm. um, and. The functionality became very important as well because we wanted to know we could still use what we were buying yeah. for an extended time. Some
0: things are really pretty, mm. but you can't go anywhere with them. You can't use them.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So you wanted to combine sort of something that was aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but also practical as a, as a mom. Correct. Can you tell us what's the first thing you guys made as a business? Like the first, cause, um, by the way, dream, uh, friend, furniture makes cribs, cots, uh, chest of drawers they make trolleys, they make, they also do bedding, so duvets. So what was the first thing that you made that you, both of you and your sister and whoever else looked at it and you thought, you know what, we have hit a groove? It was the sleigh cot. Okay. And what was it like? How? How? And whose kid ended up having it, yours or your sister's?
2: Uh, we both had. Ah. We both okay. had. So the fun part was with the sleigh cot having the conversion to a toddler bed. To Ah. a couch, and then we sat on that couch to make sure that we could all sit on the couch that it actually did work. So
0: I find it interesting that this, this this sleigh cart was built. With the purpose of repurposing it, of it evolving. Correct. So what did you, what were the touch points? How did you know? What did you have to change so that it could become a toddler's bed, so that it could become a sofa? Because I'm sure that mechanically there are a lot of things that you needed to move around. We didn't need to
2: change very much. We literally just maneuvered the rails and that allowed you the freedom to use it as a toddler bed or as a couch. Wow, that's fascinating. And I do know of clients that today have got a sleigh couch in their entrance hall. Wow, wow. So can you tell me
0: your first client experience where you were asked to to make a a kiddie space? Can you, where now it's not just you and your sister doing it for yourself, where, you know, there's
2: a brief, there's somebody, there's something that they want. And what was that experience like? It was overwhelming. It was quite daunting, but I think we were on the same page. We wanted to and the ha- client. correct. Mm. We wanted to make sure that that space was filled correctly and we wanted to make sure that it had longevity. Mm. Um, that was very important. And that's where we, co- where we concluded that storage is such an important part yes. of a kid's bedroom. Yeah,
0: and, and, and I've, so my boyfriend is a four year old who stays with us over the weekend, and I'm the first of three, so I became incredibly practical in, you know, one of the worst things is when you go to people's houses and the toys, you know, people are falling over breaking their teeth because and their ankles. And I realized if there are spaces where kids can put stuff in, where it can still feel like adults live there and it's not a crash, it's important. And also for them to learn a sense of responsibility, yes. you know, for him or her to know, I need my toys go here. Mm-hmm. I put them down. I, I get them out of here. And and then, so I, I, I get that. I mean, I, I understand how important storage is. And it also must look nice,
2: right, Jackie? Correct. And that's why we've evolved to a point where we have, for instance, bank beds which are a great idea for for kids bedrooms um it allows them the the to use the space nicely and then they've got storage trolleys underneath those beds Mm. which can live on as well as under beds under beds can be pulled out and become another sleeping area so people use the space very cleverly even though bedrooms are nowadays a lot smaller
0: so for people who don't understand Jackie, an under bed is a bed that's That is underneath. Correct. It fits
2: all the way under the bed, whether it's a single bed or a three quarter or a double. It's on wheels, um, and it gets pulled out with its mattress and you can have somebody sleep on there or you can take the mattress out and use it for storage. Now let's talk something really sensitive. We live in
0: the world, uh, in a world of, um, equality and, you know, we don't want women to be put in the side, but people still, um, uh, decorate their baby girl's room in in pink and the baby boy's room in blue. Now what do you think of of things like that? I mean do you think it's evolving? Do you think that spaces are becoming a little less uh, gender
2: uh, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm finding very much the trends are your grays, your stones, your neutrals, your earth tones, and I think it's because people are evolving, but also they want to look at the longevity of the yeah. Of if you're, you're going
0: to evolve a space, I mean, you can't always paint it every you know
2: exactly two years. So if you do your base and your grays and your stones, you can add a pop of pink quite easily in a mm. in a Non-permanent way um, that's easily changed in the future. So, do you mean like in the terms of furniture, furniture
0: or soft linen, furnishings, yeah.
2: accessories, everything?
0: So, you would encourage uh, parents to 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 actually consider. Accessories and soft furnishings and things like that as a way to add bring color. Your color. Correct. Okay, so that that makes com- complete complete sense. By the way, if you want to see Jackie's work and it is outstanding, go on on uh, Instagram. It's Dream dot Furniture two thousand because it started in the business started in the year two thousand. Um, and on Facebook, it is Dream like Furn. Like if you are in for furniture, uh, you can see Jackie's work and the amazing things that they create. So this is a question for both you ladies um when you and I'll start with you uh Jackie when you are creating a space you start maybe it's just you and your husband and then you move on to have uh uh kids how do you work their personality in cuz i mean they're a baby you know so how do you figure out what to put in the room that will get them and, and and look I mean babies at three months they have a personality you know like they're either sleeping too much or they they talk a lot even though nobody knows what they're saying so they do have a personality but how do you begin to have um, spaces that are inspiring I think uh, Chantal was just talking earlier about Creating a space that it has uh, makes the kid curious and uh, sort of evokes their imagination. W- where do you start, uh, Jackie, with something like that?
2: I think for me, it's very much based on what the parents want. Okay. the The environment they they see their their little one evolving in, and that they too will enjoy yep. because it's a space they will enjoy and they will spend time in.
0: Mm, mm. So. What would you say, uh, uh, Chantal? I know you also said that you'd start with the brief, which is kind of similar to what Jackie's yes. saying. To, yeah.
1: I, I really, um, you know, it's like watching a child, um, their behaviors, their interest, um, that's really the building blocks for converting or transforming, uh, your kid's space. Yeah. So it's really to see, okay, so, um, you've watched your child developed and there's things that, that, Really um, grabs his or her attention, mm. and it's really to build on from there. So maybe maybe you see that your child is um, likes to uh, build a lot of blocks, but they don't have an interest in in anything else. Yeah. Okay, so that's sort of like yeah. they are overwhelmed, and that's their focus point. Yeah. Then it's really just you know it's making it sort of on a bigger scale something that can really uh, to help them develop that skill or yes. that ability further. So yes. it's really it's you giving, you nurturing your child in terms of brain food, education, um, helping them growing and becoming and learning. Yeah, because it's
0: not just about the space. It's one of the things we we're talking about. It's yes. much more than the, the space. Let's talk a little bit, Jackie, about bedding. Um, so obviously adults, we like a nice thread count, 200 and above, you know.
2: We like the same <laughs> for babies <laughs> and for toddlers. So That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I
0: mean, is it the same for babies and toddlers? Is there Absolutely. a particular material that you should be using for your children's linen or is it
2: should be cotton because then it's breathable. Yeah. Um, they're not going to overheat underneath it. Um, and obviously it washes and wears very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Okay. So, so what are the materials that you should
0: not consider for kitties' bedding? Synthetic. Ah.
2: Anything synthetic that's going to make them hot.
0: My grandmother was a nurse. And she always used to say, cause uh, people in South Africa, particularly black people, will put a lot of clothes on their kids. And she used to say, remember, they're small, but they're a person. They get hot. They just mm. can't tell you that they're hot. So don't pile your baby with a lot of clothes. And I think yes. I like said anything synthetic, cause ch- children will get hot. And I think like, they can't say to you, please get this off of me. I'm <laughs> hot. So it's up to you as a parent to be cognitive of that. 30. I don't want to put you on the spot, Jackie, but what is the one thing that does not belong in a kid's room? Three things where you're like, is it a television? Is it, what are the things where if you want to, as Chantal was saying, have a child that is, has imagination, uh, you, you know, has life skills, so you bring them the right toys, What are the things that should not be in the bedroom for whatever reason, whether it's because it's going to distract them, but what would you say kids rooms shouldn't have and if from white. toddlers if yeah. it's
2: toddlers um i would say probably a tv yeah Because you do want to, like Chantal said, you do want to have an area where they're able to stimulate, you know, where they are playing with blocks, where they are reading books and not sitting in front of a TV. Because, and the thing is, I don't want
0: to sound like, because if you're listening to last week's show, I was talking about TVs in the bedroom for adults and I was saying, look, I understand some of us, our husbands love uh, the tennis is on now and people love, you know, the soccer, it's on now, the football, like, TV can also be distracting in the bedroom for adults, but I think it's much worse for children because it's a space where you receive. You don't actually. It's not an interaction where you are participating in whatever's happening. You're literally are in a vegetative state where you're, you know, receiving and receiving and receiving. And I think if it, it also makes it easier for you to watch your kids if the TV is in a communal area. So Correct. I mean, I. I would tend to agree with you a lot there. Um, Chantel, do you have anything to add around kids' spaces? I
1: would definitely say you get parents that they create these spaces like a don't-touch-it zone. Yeah. But it's uh, it's their space. They need to feel free and have the liberty to play and do whatever they want to do. They need to feel safe and um, secure, so... I I would really say people that tends to go the route of having objects and little ornaments that sort of like if that child breaks that thing, then he's going to get a hiding mm. of his life, mm. you know. So mm. it's things that are not very practical and helping them to develop. and. Yeah. So even though you like that nice, cute vase, leave it alone because the kid
0: will <laughs> drop yes. it. And exactly. I mean, as you say, like, you know, kids need to be able to to make mistakes. And I think yes. like if they can't, then you have an issue. Yes. Um, before we, we sort of wrap up, can you believe like this hour goes so quickly? You're just like, right. where did it go? <laughs> Jackie, I wanted to ask you about light in kids' rooms. And a lot of kids are afraid of light, especially when they're toddlers. How much light should you have in a kid's room? Is that even a problem? Is there such a thing as too much light? Because you want them to rest because that's when they're growing, you know?
2: Well, I think that blinds are an outstanding idea for a kid's room. Yeah. Because it allows that natural light to come in. But also you can close it off. When they are having their afternoon sleep or whatever the case may be. Yeah,
0: cause isn't that important? I mean, I remember, which was years ago, it's so years. so long ago, I need binoculars to see how myself as a, like a early tween. <laughs> it was so long ago. But I, th- they also need to sleep. So I think you need um, some light to come in, but also, as you say, to be able to shut it out. What kind of lights? I mean, uh, blinds? Would you
2: suggest for parents? And also, I would assume they'd also be easier to clean. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really an expert no, on blinds. No, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I would say my gut would say. Something that was easy to open and close and not easy to break, because if a child is going to open and close them, you also need to know that yes. that's not going to be a problem. Yes. And what
0: about um um sort of soft light like lamps etc. Are those? I mean, you're going to be reading to the kid. Uh, how do do you want? A big fat lamp or do you want, you know, sort of a main light, you know, because that's how does it work for you? You can talk from personal experience, not just as a furniture maker and a designer, just as a mom.
2: I prefer soft light okay. always okay. in kids rooms, in my room, in living spaces. I just find it. A, it's got a nicer ambiance. It's more peaceful. Mm. And I think if you are wanting to read a book, you can still do that with a nice lamp. Mm. So I don't think full light, I think that may overstimulate.
0: Yeah, and I feel like a little vampire sort of person, but <laughs> I, I also what's nice about ambient light is that you, if you're reading it in a bedroom, you can switch it off immediately as opposed to leaving the bed Correct. and disrupting the sleep of the, of the, of the yes. child, right? You, you want it to, to be an easy transition where you switch off the light but they still feel your body next to you and then eventually they slip off. So I I, I I happen to agree with you agree with you there. Um Chantal, I wanted to just to find out from you if I have a teenager who now decides they know what they want, but it's not their house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll do the same question for you as well, uh Jackie. Where do you start with saying okay, uh, you can get this. Like, for instance, my mom, you couldn't have posters, you couldn't have, you know, she was like, this is my house, I don't want you to turn it into, and then her golden son was born, and then her son had posters all over the place when you couldn't. But how do you get your child, especially as a teenager's, taste into their space?
1: Once again, I, I'm i a firm believer that your like from from every phase that your child is going through, they've got muscle memory. Mm. I always refer to it as muscle memory. Mm. And uh, the moment when they are teenagers, what do you do? You flex your muscles. Mm. Okay, so that's <laughs> where you also need to allow their personality to come through. Mm. Because you know what? We always need to remember, as parents, you want your child to remember you know, what it feels like to be home mm-hmm. and in your space, in your zone, your comfort zone. And, you know, they are one, you know, moving forward and looking at the future. They're also going to be parents one day. And um, so I just feel that there should be freedom to Let allow your them, child yeah. to express. And I was a problem child. Really? Yes. So I had, uh, some strange things happening in my room. You know, in terms of how I decorated my room. <laughs> it was completely against, I think, what my mom and my dad, they, you know, would have wished and all of that. Mm. But they allowed me to, to be me. Mm. So, um, you know, there's also reasons for people. I'm I'm a firm believer that everything there's always a root.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and it will always surface. Um, and sometimes we, you you know, as teenagers, sometimes they're wearing masks. Mm. They don't know who they are, but especially they, they, now
0: in the time yeah. of social media.
1: So yes, they also need to find themselves, and you need to have the space, it's a platform for them to discover.
0: Yeah, help you know, them who guide. Am I, yeah.
1: What's my purpose? Yeah, You know, where I'm going? You yeah. know, I've made a few mistakes, but they're not there yet to acknowledge it because mm. they're always right.
0: Yeah, and they're hormonal mainly.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so...
0: Guide them and help you. Because Jackie, them. would you say the same thing as well? I that do, like, I
2: totally agree. Yeah. I think each child is different um, and their whole personality is different. Nobody's made from a mold. Yes, exactly. you've got to let them be who they are. Obviously it can't impact on the rest of the household or it shouldn't but if it's their space, it's their space.
0: Yeah. Um, For somebody looking to use your services, Jackie, how would you describe dream, uh, furnitures, um, outlook, aesthetic? I mean I asked the same question of Chantal earlier about uh, Yonke Interiors. Just how would you describe what you do? How, you know, if a person is thinking, I really like her, I really like what she says, I, w- I might want to work with her, but where do I start? Like where, uh, what is she like? How? What would you say people should expect when coming to, to use your services?
2: Um, I'm very much a person that is open to other people. Mm. Um, I like to interact with other people. Mm. Um, and I like to... Enjoy the time as well. Yes. So that's important for me. Yes. Is that we make this work together, mm. um, and it's a very friendly, personal relationship. I don't want a corporate relationship with my clients. Yeah, I want them to feel at ease and enjoy the time that we have together developing that special space
0: have you done a space where you saw the kid being five and then the kid being 10 have you done anything like that or you know where, you, where you've had to evolve a space uh, i'm actually busy ba-
2: with one at the moment oh can yeah, you tell so, us a little bit about that so that little boy is now 10 going on 11 and we did his baby nurse. oh my word so we're actually in the middle of it and one of the things that we're dealing with is a a shelf unit that's got draw sh- draw storage and trolley storage and it's got a roof on the top so oh, what nice. we're going to do is we're going to repurpose it and remove the 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 roof, which is what really keeps it a baby unit mm. and develop it into his teen room. And, so. and are you consulting with him or
0: just the parents? I mean, are you sitting with, with him and mom. saying, what do you like?
2: Or does she mom. tell
0: you what he likes? She'll
2: tell me. Yes.
0: Ah. Yes. ah. Well, I mean, I, like, I'm so excited to see like projects like this uh, are really exciting to me. Um, before we close off. Okay. Um, I have the same question for both of you guys. What are the three tips you could, you would give um, a parent, I'll start with you, Jackie, for, maybe I should start with you, Chantal, for, um, decorating a space. When, what are the three things you should think about when you, uh, are about to expect a little one and you now have to create a space for them? What, what are the three tips you would give, um, parents? Oh, or oh, it could be five. If you've got five, you've got five. If you've got one, you've got one. Yeah. It's up to you, ladies.
1: So, um, Like I said before, I always go and say, look at the timeless factor. Mm. Uh, You want to create a space that is easy to transform into the next phase of Mm. their lives. I always look at, um, because some people get a little bit lost in terms of the styling of the room as well, because even though it's a a space, it's it's a playful space, it's a themed space, you still want to make sure that, as a designer, also to achieve the right style, so there's always three things that I look at mm. linking, and it's your light your your rug, and a chair if you can If you can merge that together in terms of the same d n a the design d n a then you are going to you know if you don't have an appointed designer, you are going to look like you know. Uh, what you doing. What you're doing. Exactly.
0: I think that's such great advice. Chantel Yonka says that, uh, look for things that are timeless. So if your house is already, uh, if your, your house as an adult already looks timeless, consider the same for your kids' rooms. Consider light. Like we said, light is very important. Light is what creates serotonin. It makes us happy. It makes us want to jump up. So think about the light. Think about your rug. We spoke about rugs on last week's show. In the bedroom as well. Don't go for a little silly rug that's gonna make the room look small. You want something plush and amazing that your kid will wanna put their feet on when they wake up in the morning. And of course, a chair. Like, like Jackie was saying, uh, earlier, the dream furniture brick. Creates chairs. So think about what kind of chair you want. There is it a rocking chair. You know, when you're telling a story, um, is it a chair that can evolve? But obviously, needs to be comfortable because somebody's going to be on your lap for a very long time. And then uh, Jackie,
2: what would you say? Uh, what What would be your tips? I would say first of all, look at your space. What size room do you have? Mm. Then you can play that up against other items that you would want. And tick them off or cross them off. That's so
0: important because people usually try to retrofit furniture into a space. And it's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you first need to look at a space and then figure out which furniture fits in. Don't buy the furniture and then expect it Correct. to work with the space. Correct. But a chair
2: is, a, is an essential. Okay. I have to agree. Mm.
0: Have to yeah. agree. You mentioned size and a good chair. But not, what makes it, when you say a good chair, because this is what you do, this is. Yes. This is you've been doing this for almost twenty years now. What is a good chair in a kiddie's room? Like, what what does it look like?
2: I would say starting off with a new, new parents building a nursery, mm-hmm. um, it would be a, a wingback rocking chair. That is nice and supportive, so that when they get to toddler phase, they can still use that. They can sit with the little one, read books. It can grow with the space mm. and with the child. I mean, if you are not
0: inspired by today's show, I don't know. You, you guys are. The, 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 it's, it's if you're having a baby or oh, you're about to create a baby because it is July I need and to it leave is coming <laughs> up. you need to one go and make magic happen. <laughs> I want to thank you both for visiting me today. Uh, I hung out (laughs) with... With Yonke, from Yonke uh, to see their work as well as Dream Furniture. They specialize in kitty spaces. So whether you're looking for a card, whether you're looking for bedding, whether uh, any kind of help you need there, um, please get in touch with, uh, Jackie, uh, Frost. You can get in touch with, uh, them on Instagram. It's Dream. Yes, like when you sleep and you dream like that. dot furniture2000 or on Facebook Dream if you are a uh, remember, remember also for all these tips that I've read out today, including getting a very good chair, getting a good rug for your kitty's rooms, you can go to hashtag tailor blinds, hashtag tailor, T- uh, shutters, tailor tips and tailor style or go to at Taylor Shutters on Instagram to see what they do. Just want to remind you that Living It Up With Me, Lera Shabala, is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. Dress up your windows from home to the office with the assurance of 60 years high-quality products. Taylor Blinds and Shutters brings home the textures, colors, fabrics, and patterns innovative materials that your space has been waiting for I will catch you guys next week ladies thank you very much thank you very much you can see what they look like on our Facebook page Uh, to see what these ladies look like on our pictures as well as download the podcast on cliffcentral.com have a wonderful day catch you next week everybody bye bye Bye. Bye.
2: this is cliffcentral.com